What an honor and a privilege to be here at the heart of the city. And not only at the heart of the city, but in the heart of the city. Amen? In God's house. And so what a privilege it is to be here. I was, you know, I have to stand where Seth was standing. Because, like, I just saw, like, this sweatshirt, holy, holy, holy. What's the name of that song? It's just holy, holy, holy. I was like, I need that sweatshirt right there. Holy, holy, holy. That was, my gosh, that was so powerful. Wow. Um, you know, I'm going I'm to go backwards here because we're in the atmosphere of God's presence. If you're in this room right now and you've never received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, tonight is your night. Is this working with me? Tonight is your night. Or possibly you're here and somewhere along the way your relationship with him has gotten off track and you feel that tug like it's time to come back and to get him to be the Lord of your life again. Tonight is your night. Because that tugging that you're feeling, the scripture says he draws us with his loving kindness. And there's a drawing. I felt in the worship tonight, there was a drawing. I was like, you know what? Where's the altar call? I'm going to come and get saved one more time. Holy, holy, holy. Amen. And so I want to pray with you. I'll get into the word here. I'm going to preach tonight from Genesis to Revolutions. The everlasting gospel. But tonight... If you're in either one of those places, one, maybe you've never received, and those online watching as well, maybe you've never received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, guess what? He loves you with an everlasting love, and he draws you with his loving kindness. And or if you maybe need to make a fresh commitment, what I want you to do in this room right now is all you got to do is we're going to raise your hand. And then we're going to pray together. So in this room, if you could just raise your hand. Anybody that wants to receive Jesus for the first time or make a fresh commitment. God bless you. God bless you. Anyone else? I'm starting over here. Anyone? Raise your hand. Raise your hand. Just If you raise your hand, just, just raise it real, real, real high. Amen. Anybody else? I got two. Anybody else? Wow, we're full of, we have a room full of Christians. Well, also, if you're online, you can raise your hand. I don't see you, but Jesus does. And so what we're going to do is we're going to all pray together right now out loud. Are you ready? Somebody say, Dear Lord Jesus, tonight I confess that you are God. And I confess my sins before you. I repent. I stop from going my way, and I turn, and I go your way. Lord Jesus, tonight, I invite you into my life to be my Lord, to be my God, to be my Savior, and my best friend forever. In your name I pray, and somebody said, amen, amen. amen. So if you raised your hand and you prayed that prayer, for either one of those things, there's a cross there. It's not the old rugged cross, but uh, it's the lighted cross right here. There's people right over here that would love to pray with you, and you could make your way there right there. And uh, we just, let's give the Lord a hand. Amen. Am I, I feel like I'm bumping on this mic. Can I, can I just go handheld? Is that okay? Okay. There we go. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. <laughs> All right, here's the plan. And, and oh, you guys, you got to restart the clock. I'm sorry. And, and don't, don't even start it yet. Don't start it yet because I'm going to, I'm going to do a commercial here just real quickly. And so this is not included in what I'm going to talk about. 
I brought a couple things with me. Um, one, my grandmother, as you mentioned, Dr. Violet Kitely. Um, she was a woman preacher before women preachers were allowed to be women preachers. She was water baptized by a lady named Amy Simple McPherson when she was 12 years of age. And she grew up in the atmosphere of the miraculous and the prophetic. And she was a part of a move of God in North Battleford in 1948, the Latter Rain Revival. And uh, she, my great-grandfather was a driver for a little-known guy named Smith Wigglesworth. And that was her father. And, uh, and so she grew up in this atmosphere. And Grandma would preach. She was kicked out of a particular denomination, which I won't use their name, but they assemble to God. And... Um, <laughs> I didn't say their name. They just, they like to assemble unto God. But uh, God bless them. No hate, no hate. But grandma, she started 13 Bible colleges. She planted churches all over the world, all over Asia, Africa. She wrote over 70 Bible college curriculums. And she only though wrote one book and I have it here with me while I'm here this weekend, and it's called Relationship, the Key to Fulfillment in the book of the song of all songs, the Song of Solomon. And so this is a handbook for that. So I have that with me as well. And she passed in 2015. As well, I have, I'm carrying with me also my father's book. My father passed um, on October 29th last year. Actually, a year, no, 14 months ago. 14 months ago. And six weeks before he passed Pastor Jail, he just felt an unction to write a book. And he was passing away. And he wrote this book called, listen to this, the last six weeks of his life, he wrote this book, Waging a Winnable War, Overcoming Principles. And it's like a, it's like a, um, a roadmap for the future that he left with us. And so I have these books and what I like to do with them is uh, we're going to have them here and not tonight, but tomorrow and Sunday, I'll be out there in the lobby. And there was a prophet, his name was Dick Mills and God gave him scriptures for people. Well, God does that for me. I look at you and I give scriptures. So I'll, I'll write your name in the book and I'll be out there and then the Lord will give me scriptures for you prophetically um, as we go forth. So bring a pen and come see me. So I have these available and I want to give these to this one to Pastor J.O., this one to Pastor Ray Dean and uh, Grandma's book. And I'll give you a scripture. I'll give you a scripture. Also, my, our youngest daughter... Her name is Hope. She had a prophetic word like, you know, she's supposed to touch the world. And so she just started a clothing brand. And so I'm just like, I'm not even carrying my stuff. I'm just carrying my family stuff right now. And so she has this, it's called Hope Brand because her name's Hope. And, uh, and she, she calls herself Dr. Hope. And her statement is this, I fix broken bones and I heal broken homes. And so she has this, and so I'm supporting her in her college fund here, and uh, she's 13 years of age, but this is the Hope brand, so here you can keep that. I'm, I'm, my book, I have a book coming out, and I'm not here to do a bunch of commercials. These are res kingdom resources here, but I'm, I'm writing a book. I finished a book right now uh, on the book of Ruth, and, um, and I love it because it's called Favor is Coming Your Way. It's going to print next month, moving from emptiness to fullness. And I turned down a deal. In fact, I had given a lot of money by Walden Books to put a book out into Walmart and all these different places. And they gave me a lot of money on the front end. And I started to write and I gave it to their people. And they said, no, you need to change this and you need to change that and you need to change this. And I was like, wait a second, I'm going to be like the weekend. Nobody knows the weekend. Okay. There's a generation, you know what I'm talking about. I'm going independent. You're not going to, to, to censor what I write. Amen. 
So, so the book of Ruth, I'm starting off with the book of Ruth, and here's the book of Ruth in four chapters. It's four chapters, right? Favor is coming your way. Watch this. Favor comes through a choice. Favor comes through a voice. Favor comes so rejoice. And finally, favor comes through your loins. And so we'll, we'll, we'll get that out. But anyway, okay, you can start my clock. I'm coming to you tonight just for a few moments because I want to set the pace from John chapter 4. And there's something powerful that I believe God wants to drop in this room and set the tone and set the pace. And if somebody's waiting for a prophetic word, here it is. Get ready to listen. Are you ready? In fact, why don't you stand with me? I grew up in black church, believe it or not. And uh, we stand for the reading of the word. You all do that around here? Okay. From the NIV, John chapter four, I'm just going to read three verses. I'm going to tell you the story. Is there an amen in this room? Is there a hallelujah in this room? Is there a thank you, Jesus, in this room? Can somebody lift up your hand and say, praise the Lord? Come on, just let everything that hath breath. Praise the Lord. You ready? Do you have it on the screen? Oh, let's read this together. Everyone's going to read out loud. What we're going to do is we're going to read a verse. We're going to pray. We're going to make a prophetic declaration and then see what happens. Does that work? Two people? Okay, good. Let's read this. Once more, he visited Cana in Galilee, where he had turned the water into wine. Where he had turned the water into wine. You're stepping into a place where miracles have already happened. That's right. Two people, okay. And there was a certain royal official. There was a what? A certain royal official whose son lay sick at Capernaum. When this man heard that Jesus had arrived in Galilee from Judea, he went to him and begged him to come and heal his son, who was close to death, who was close to death. There's a generation that's close to Unless you people see signs and wonders, Jesus told him, you will never believe. The royal official said, sir, come down before my child dies. Somebody has a cry. Somebody's making a sound. Go, Jesus replied. Your son will live. The man took Jesus at his word and departed. While he was still on the way, his servants met him with... They met him with... They met him with... You stepped into this weekend. And there are some servants named Patricio e Prophet Eric who are coming to meet you. With some news. Are you ready? Watch this. And so it says here that his boy was living when he inquired as to the tick tock, tick tock, tick tock, bam. As they inquired to the time when his son got better, they said to him, Yesterday at one in the afternoon, the fever left him. Then the father realized that this was the this was the this was the exact time at which Jesus had said to him, Your son will live. So he and his whole household believed this was the second sign Jesus performed after coming from Judea. Somebody make this declaration. All I need is a sound. Lift up your hands. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity 
to step into a dimension of revelation that leads to demonstration that changes the environment of our lives. Tonight, Lord, we honor you and we open up our ears to hear what the Spirit of the Lord would say in this house on this night. In Jesus' name we pray. And somebody said, no, don't sit down, don't sit down, don't sit down. Get your prophetic bony finger out. Stick it in your neighbor's face. Your prophetic bony finger and tell them if you really, really, really knew what God was taking you to, then you would be able to rest in what you're presently going through. Be seated, be seated. If you really, really, really knew what God was taking you to, then you would be able to chillax and rest. And chill out, baby, in what you're presently going through. See, somebody's saying, is he going to rhyme tonight? Well, I could rhyme. Even though it seemed like illegal voices attempted to make your choices, the truth is the vices with all of their devices versus God's verses for your life is disguised in something priceless that release surprises in manifold sizes. Any way you slice this, the heist is over. Now, I want you to say this to somebody. Look at somebody beside you and tell them, this is an extraordinary house. And this is an atmosphere of extraordinary people. And then point at these two pastors right here and tell everybody in this room, these are extraordinary pastors. And this worship up here is extraordinary worship. And now, somebody say, and now, now. I've happened to step into a time that is extraordinary. Extraordinary means not ordinary. Extraordinary. Not normal. Not regular. Not usual. Not casual. This is an extraordinary time. And I'm telling you right now, you are on the launching pad in the spirit and God's about to lift you up to another dimension in him. You see, he's changing our perspective. Our perspective with him has been transactional. I pray and I get this. I worship I do all the Christian calisthenics. I learn Christianese. How are you doing, brother? Well, brother, I'm blessed and highly favored of the Lord. No, you're not. You had a bad attitude all week long. You even said to somebody, you mama. Yeah, see, 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 our relationship with God has been transactional and he wants to change it into something that is transformational this weekend is going to be transformational somebody alive up in here see see see, I was writing on the plane and I wrote this watch this God is up to something big Can somebody say that? God is up to something big. You have to say it kind of musically. God is up to something big. You have to come and get your hand up. God is up to something big. And here's what I wrote. So if God is up to something big, then discouraged folks are going to have to cheer up. Dishonest folks are going to have to fess up. Sour folks are going to have to sweeten up. Closed folks are going to have to open up. Gossipers are going to have to shut up. Arguing folk are going to have to make up. Sleeping folk are going to have to wake up. 
Lukewarm folk are going to have to fire up. Dry bones are going to have to shake up. Sick folk are about to rise up. God's people are about to stand up. And Jesus is about to be lifted up. You see, you got to understand something. God is up to something big. Somebody say, God is up to something big. And I want you to know that this is all a setup because God is about to open up what was previously shut up so you can move up into what he has stored up for your life. Can somebody say, God is up to something big? See, faith is coming. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord. And, and, and there's something about faith where in Romans chapter 12 and verse 3, Paul said that each one of us have been given a measure of faith. In Galatians uh, chapter 6 and verse 10, it says, when we came into Jesus, we were born into the household of faith. We are people of faith. And people of faith understand that what's in our mouth is a word of faith. Because in Romans chapter 10 and verse 8, the scripture says, but what? He says, but what does it say? The word is near you. Do you realize the word is near you tonight? In your mouth and in your heart, that is the word of faith that we preach. So what happens is this, you believe it in your heart and you speak it with your mouth. Can I talk to somebody up in here? Jesus said in Matthew chapter 12, verse 34, he said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks it. Somebody say, I believe it with my mouth and I speak it. Oh, I believe it in my heart. I'm just checking you. I'm just checking you here. So I want you to make this declaration. I want you to say it with me. I have the spirit of faith. I believe the word of God. I am a member of a household of faith. God has given me a measure of faith. The word is near me. It's in my heart. It's in my mouth. And through faith, I have the victory. So I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I am the head and not the tail. I am above only and not beneath. I am healed. I am whole. I am healthy. I am an heir of God and a joint heir with Jesus. I am financially successful. I am, this is for the married folk, a good husband. I am, ladies, a good wife. I'm a good mother. I'm a good father. I'm a good grandfather. I'm a good grandmother. There's something about declaring all of these things in the name of Jesus. Now, let me look at this verse. Let me look at this verse. I'm going to move quickly, I think. John, Pastor Eric, check my, check my theology, my doctrine, my, my flow here, okay? John chapter 3 and 4 are special because they parallel Acts 1.8. What does Acts 1.8 say? And you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem. Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth. So you get into John 3, and Jesus is in Jerusalem. And he's hanging out with Nick at night. He's with Nicodemus having a conversation. He's in Jerusalem. And then what Jesus does in chapter 3 is he slides on over from Jerusalem into Judea. And he starts moving in Judea. Then you get into chapter 4, and he meets the woman at the well as he goes through Samaria. Somebody's alive up in here, up in here. 
Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the uttermost parts of the earth. He steps into our story and he meets a royal official. Somebody who represents Rome. The uttermost parts of the earth. The royal official is stationed in a city called Capernaum. Capernaum, in Jesus' ministry time, in the early years, was the home base of his ministry. Capernaum, can I go Greek on you? Means house of Nahum. What does house of Nahum mean? It means house of comfort. Oh, I could go deeper if you want. Because Capernaum and, 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 and the house of Nahum actually was the ancient grounds of a city called Nineveh. Are you watching this? And so what, what Capernaum also means is you are protected by repentance. Your sorry woo, protects you and it keeps you. And so Jesus in this scripture is not in Capernaum. This is where the royal official is from. Jesus is in Cana, Cana. And there's this convergence between a man who is a royal official, a governor who leaves Capernaum and steps in Cana. Cana in the Greek means senatorial government. It's the seat of government. Now catch this. You have a governor who comes to a city of government to meet the one whom Isaiah prophesied about that said the government shall be upon his shoulders. This is a convergent zone like no other. A governor comes to a governmental seat and meets the governor. Somebody's alive up in here. And as the scripture says, this is the place where Jesus did his first miracle, where he turned the water into wine. Where you look in that scripture and you realize that Mary, and I want you to hear this, I'm not gonna go long, I think, placed a demand on the ministry of Jesus before it's time. <laughs> Somebody's gonna catch this. Because literally in this scripture, Jesus, Mary comes up and she's like, Jesus, you know, there ain't no party like a Jesus party. Because a Jesus party don't stop. They've run out of wine. And I know you can fix this. So she places a demand on Jesus. And Jesus, he looks at his mama. And he's like, yo, mama. And I love it in the, in the, New King, in the King James Version. He says, mother, woman, mine hour hath not come. <laughs> Basically, Jesus is saying, if I can give it in 2023 vernacular, right, right. this is not on the schedule. This is not how I was going to start my ministry. I was going to do it a whole different way. It was already lined up, me and the Father. Already connected about this. I knew what we were going to do. But then you, see there's some Marys in the room. You're not in schedule. Come on, somebody. You see, God's taken the time factor out of some things. 
and you thought it was going to happen a certain way in a certain time and everything was going to be lined up and I look at you I'm prophetically looking at you some of you need your ducks all lined up in a row even Jesus said moms this ain't on the schedule but she Pastor J. Owen Ray Dean was calling for a miracle out of time. You gotta understand the atmosphere that you've stepped into here. Because what she did was, what she did was, accelerated Jesus' ministry. There's somebody up in here tonight who are about to accelerate some things in your life by the demand that you put on Jesus. And guess what? I came in here and I was studying. I was looking at this on the way here. I never preached this before. I, I like this verse, but I never preached it before. And I heard the Lord say, this weekend, ministries are about to be launched and accelerated before you have your ducks in a row. So thus says the Lord, now he's prophesying, step into it, move, and do it. Stop waiting, says the Lord, and if those voices keep speaking to you about, I gotta do this and I gotta do that, speak to those voices and say, Kayate, pour for four. Sometimes you gotta get an attitude with yourself. Because we can talk ourselves out of miracles and the things that God wants to do. When are they going to start prophesying? We've already been prophesying. Woo! Somebody say woo! And so here, watch this, watch this. I'm going to wrap this up, I think. So here's Jesus back in town again. And he's looking at this royal official who's saying, I need a miracle. All I need is a sound. Cana and Capernaum are 17 miles apart. Now we can get in the car and drive 17 miles in 17 minutes. But for them, that was a day's journey. And this was not convenient for Jesus. This was, he didn't have time. He didn't have an extra day to just go down to Capernaum. And so instead of going there, he speaks a word. He releases a sound. Somebody's catching on to what I'm saying here. He releases a sound go home because your son is going to be all better he's not going to die he's going to live he sent a sound from Cana over to Capernaum he sent somebody's going to catch this a sound from over here to over there. A 17 mile distance. Sometimes you think it's just so far away, but all he has to do is release a sound. See, there's a prophetic unction here this weekend and God says, I'm about to release a sound. Now watch this, I'm gonna close this, I think. He misbehaving. Listen, I got up in the morning, flew from Dallas. That lion roar song was playing in my headphones. I was lifting off of Dallas and literally that song was in my headphones. And I step into the service tonight. Hail, hail, lion of Judah. I was like, what, what? 
Watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. The royal official heard the sound. And the Bible says he took Jesus at his word. And so he didn't say, well, can, can, can you give me a little bit more word? No. Go home, he's healed. Is that enough for somebody? He said, Jesus gave me a word. Go home. He's healed. So what am I going to do? I'm going home because he's healed. The sound from Jesus' mouth was all that he needed. All I need is a sound. What was the sign of his belief? He went home. <laughs> and as he goes home, whoo, Prophet Butler and Mr. Kitely present the evidence. Come on, somebody. Of what happened. Listen. They didn't wait for him to get home. They ran to meet him, to give him the news of what took place. What took place was in the very same hour. I said in the very same hour. Can I declare that God's about to do some quick works in this house? God's about to do some quick works in your life. In the very same hour that Jesus gave the word, the Son got up and he was healed. The Son got up. The Son got up. The Son was raised up. God is up to something big. And so I got a word for you. I got good news for somebody. Sudden. Quickly. God's about to move in this place. God's about to release things in this place. I'm preaching in Garland, Texas. Pastor Eric, start coming up here. In May in Garland, Texas. And the Lord gives me a word for a gentleman in the service. And I want to pray for this right now because there's miracles in this house right now. There's an acceleration of miracles. It's been prophesied over this house. It's been declared by different people who've come in here. And you've seen glimpses. Now I'm prophesying. And you've seen moments. And you've seen some good things. But you ain't seen nothing yet, baby. Says the Lord. For I'm about to release the miraculous in this house. I'm in Garland, Texas. I'm preaching in this service. And the Lord begins to speak to me about a gentleman in the back. That the Lord wants to heal him of cancer. What if heart of the city was a cancer-free zone? Where actually people would get on airplanes to come jump in this pool. So I give a word, the Lord's healing of cancer. I don't know his details. Come to find out later, he had stage four prostate cancer. That week after he got the word, he had a doctor's appointment. And the doctor did a test on his PSA. Does any gentleman know what that is? Some of you young guys, you'll find out.
it tells the number of your prostate if it's enlarged, if it has, anyway, you know what I'm talking about. His prostate number, PSA number before this with a stage four was over 50. He goes into the doctor's office that Thursday after Sunday. Somebody say after Sunday. Somebody say after the sound. And he gets a test and it's point zero zero one. So you got to understand what we're dealing with here. We're dealing with life and death. The doctor says, oh, this must be a mistake. Come back next week and let's test it again. Okay. After the sound, he goes back and gets tested again. And the result comes back. Point zero, zero, one. And at that moment, they went through other tests and they cleared him of stage four cancer. And here's the quote of the doctor. He says to him, he says, this is not just a prostate that no longer has cancer. This is a brand new prostate. Now I'm telling you right now, since that time, We've seen cancer case after cancer case after cancer case in 2022, coming at 23, of God healing people of cancer. And then all of a sudden it started to turn to backs. There was a woman who had like seven surgeries for 32 years. She couldn't bend over. And we're in a prophetic time at Encounter Church. And the word of the Lord comes, I'm coming to heal you right now. And as the word of the Lord goes forth, the sound, somebody say the sound, right in front of our very eyes, this woman is healed. She's bending over, she's twisting, she's doing stuff. I mean, she's been rejoicing ever since. Why am I telling you this? There's many other stories, financial stories. I mean, God's doing miracles in this time. Why am I telling this? For two reasons. Number one, miracles are to be accelerated in this house, says the Lord. Through y'all. See, I'm coming from Texas here. I'm not a Dallas Cowboy fan. I'm a 49ers fan. It's amazing how God plants me, my family, three minutes from the star. And I do not like the Dallas Cowboys. But because of the favor of God that's on my life, they've made it to the second round of the playoffs. But you think I'm playing, Pastor Eric. I have a sports anointing. No, I do, I do, I do, I do. Golden State Warriors. I was a chaplain for them. Started winning championships. And they're not through yet. So if there are any Trailblazer fans in here, we'll, we'll do a uh, deliverance line over here. Dallas Cowboy fans, deliverance line over here. And Seagulls fans. Listen, you can boo, you can get upset, but the prophets are in the room. And there's a word of judgment over the seagulls. Miracles. Somebody say miracles. If you need right now, because I'm going to start the prophetic time here. Holy, holy. Holy. I need that sweatshirt. I don't know what you called that song before, but I just heard holy, holy, holy. In fact, the Spirit of the Lord, hold the miracles. The Spirit of the Lord would declare 
over the worship of this house that I'm about to breathe upon it. I don't know what you've done as far as recording and projects and stuff like that. I probably should know, but I, I'm blonde. And it's real. But I just saw, as you were leading tonight, even that song, the wind of God blowing over the music of this house. What was going on in here has to get out there. Because, and you could jump in, sorry. Because there's a pure stream that God wants to release out of this house. The Ezekiel 47 stream that he wants to release out of this house in worship. Not just to the nation, but to the nations. And so watch and see because there's going to be an acceleration of revelation in song. Pastor Eric and I have a great friend from Nigeria who leads worship. And he says, this is his quote. His name's Dunson. He says, we don't sing songs. We sing revelation. And I'm just going to put my hand on you. There it is. The release of a company, a Davidic company, an Amos 9-11 company, where he raises up the fallen booth, the fallen tent, and he restores a house of worship. And the Lord says that you're going to be a part of raising up a company who are going to cause a pure stream to go through the earth. Holy, holy, holy. For I've been looking for another stream in this region, says the Lord. And I'm going to begin to come into this particular region. And I've found even those that are even in this place tonight to recreate something that I've desired for this particular region. For the cleansing of the rivers in this region will take place by the sound that is accelerated from the house of the Lord. And I'll call you to have a mantle of a man that is holy. And all of you will have this mantle on you of holiness as unto the Lord. For many have prostituted my grace and prostituted my gift and weakened even the intensity of which I desired for music even in the country. But now I'm looking for those that will have pure hearts and pure minds and pure motives, says the Spirit of the Lord, who not only can play and not only can sing, but they know me. And the knowing of me is more important than the sound and the song, says the Spirit of God. It's a relationship that I've desired like I had with David of old. I knew David before anyone else knew David. And others began to hear his sound as he was released into the public arena. So tonight the Lord would say to you, son, I'm going to release the sound and song that's within you. Yes, out of the relationship that you and I have had. And it will multiply and multiply. Get ready for the spirit of multiplication. It will not only be one song, but there will be many songs. There will be many, 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 many songs which will bring my people into worship and into sincerity of heart, says the Lord. For I've made you a man of the heart. I've made you a man that loves me from your heart. And you've even said these things to me. You said, Lord, if you took everything away, if you took every instrument away and every uh, instrument and everything away, I will still worship you with nothing because I started with nothing and I know that I am nothing without you, says the Lord. And the Lord says, son, I'm going to pour out a fresh anointing I see in the spirit the oil of God coming upon you. He said, I'm going to pour out a fresh anointing upon you. Even this night is being poured on you. It's right now. It's right now. It's being poured on you. And it's going to be poured on all of you. Where's my, where is him? Yeah. All of you guys. Just lift your hands up, sis. Lift your hands up. It's being poured out upon you, especially you, because you have a sensitivity and a touch. You're not here to entertain people. You're not here to uh, show off. A lot of people that play the drums in churches show off, but you are sensitive to every element and move of God. And the Lord says, I'm going to honor that. And there will be many people that will know about this house and they'll know about the sound from this house because I'm doing something new, says the Lord. Yes, Lord. Just want to ask the parents to 
Go get your kids and you can bring them right back in here. And let me say this as you go, as you go. What's in here, they need it too. What do they say? There's no junior Holy Spirit. And so get them and bring them in. Amen. Now let me, let me, let me move on this now. There's some condition that you have in your body that could kill you. I'm hearing Psalm 102, where the scripture says that he hears the groaning of the prisoner and he causes those who have an appointment with death to be free. And what am I saying? What am I saying? I'm saying, yeah, there could be some people in here with cancer, but I'm talking about diabetes. I'm talking about high blood pressure, hypertension. I'm talking about different types of conditions that if they continue, they could take you out. And the Spirit of the Lord is here right now to curse these things that ail you at the root. And you're going to be free in the name of Jesus. So I want you to stand right where you are if you need a touch in your body. I'm talking about so you have some type of condition that could eventually become terminal or maybe it is right now. Just lift up your hands. And I'm going to say it straight up. I curse sickness at its root. Ailments and diseases and generational curses. Generational ailments that have been passed on from one to another. We curse those things at the root right now. And we declare that the same spirit, here it is, that raised Christ from the dead, the resurrecting spirit, the quickening spirit that picked Jesus up out of the grave will come into your mortal bodies right now in Jesus' name. We cancel out premature death. We cancel out sickness and disease. And we thank you for a release of your power. Now, somebody receive. Just take it. Take it. Take it. There it is. We don't have to do any showmanship. We don't have to say anything extra. The power of God's coming on your life. Some of you are going to go to bed tonight. You're going to feel waves of God's glory just hovering over you. And He's going to regenerate your bodies starting now in Jesus name so now what's going to happen is this there are going to be testimony after 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 testimony and a whole lot more of the miracles that God has done tonight and the miraculous is being released in this house. And every single service, watch and see, there's going to be notable miracles that are going to take place. So guess what? And here's what I was feeling in the lobby. This is the lobby. About the size of the lobby of where God's taking this church next. That's right. That's right. That's right. I see land. I see property. I see a whole lot of parking spaces. I see so many parking spaces. Everybody's going to be able to have Everybody a parking got space. Everybody got to see. Come on. Keep going. Keep going. And I see a place of worship. And I don't like going around saying numbers, but I felt like. Sorry, I'm just prophetically checking myself. <laughs> but I'm going to also step out of the step. boat. I see something 10 times bigger. Because the boat has to get bigger for the harvest that God wants to That's bring right. into this house. That's right. So this has been the training room. That's right. And what I heard the Spirit of the Lord say as I was walking through the lobby, because I saw all you people that are sitting in the lobby, God bless you. We waved to you, said hello, what's up?
And I heard the Spirit of the Lord say in this place that this bill, this cost, is my cost. For the mortgage is not yours, says the Lord, but it is mine. The battle is not yours, says the Lord. It is mine. All I want you to do is come out to the battle and stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. For I will cause there to be a house of restoration, a house of healing, a house where families will come in and they'll be healed in moments through words, through songs. So I'm going to cause now this house to come into a place of blessing. Yes. And some people might hear this word and say, well, how can it be? But God says, am I not the creator of heaven and earth? Do I not own the cattle on a thousand hills? Am I not the one who made all of this anyway? Didn't David write that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof? So watch and see, because I'm about to open up something that's going to absolutely blow your mind, says the Spirit of the Lord. And you're up here prodding me to do this, so it's your turn. <laughs> I'm getting ready to do a brand new thing for you in this house. Tonight it does begin. Sound of many waters Like the rushing rivers flow You're gonna move by my spirit And tonight I say go, 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 go Into your destiny And into your new security And into a place Where the transforming love of God is Step out into this place Oh, my people, I've made a space For you to flourish And to fly Harvest time is coming Souls are coming, running To the heart, to the heart of this place People are going to know They're going to say Did you hear of that place? Over on the hill It's real New people are coming High schools are going to overflow With harvest says the Lord I'll begin to show them my place of salvation from the nations they will come and every ethnic group will come to the heart of the city so people so get ready but this is your special time says the Lord you're going to know what I do is for you for more and more and more and more and more and more and more now I'm going to say this tonight because the Lord has a answer for catastrophe the Lord is going to take vengeance against the enemy and I see the lion of the tribe of Judah tonight standing up ready to pick a fight <laughs> with the devil listen to me very carefully tonight for the enemy tried to make this region a mockery and tried to cause even my grace in this region to be shattered well people would begin to mutter and moan and say I don't know about that region anymore and even because the enemy tried to kill those four yes I'm coming for everyone that died in this region in the murders that they say the devil will have to pay back 1,000 souls starting today for one can chase a thousand and two can put 10,000 to flight I'm coming tonight to fight for that which is right says the Lord
And I'm going to begin to turn this region out and the enemy will be so sore that I've done what I'm doing and he'll be so discouraged that he'll completely leave this region of alone. For this reason will not be known for murder, but for life and salvation and harvest and hope and restoration and healing. So get ready because the bones under the ground are rattling and shaking because I've been cooking up something like a baker is baking, says the Lord. A harvest of souls is coming. Hear the word of the Lord, Northwest, Quarter Lane. I'm going to come back and empty the high schools again. I'm going to begin to have revival in the eighth grade ranks. And I'm going to come with my angels and they're going to look like tanks. They're coming with power from heaven on high. And many people will get saved and say goodbye to the devil and his trickery because salvation is coming to set them free. This is why I said earlier, expand the place of your borders, says the Lord. Get ready to stretch out your arms, says God. For I'm going to begin to give you places and spaces that are much bigger than where you are. And do not worry about how this is going to happen and how many cars. No, I've got this all covered it's been covered by the blood long time ago and I'm going to come and show you again and again that I'm with you because I'm going to burst out of this place and there will be nothing the enemy can do watch what I do for even now the nation looks in this region and says isn't that a shame but I'm coming back says the Lord to recapture my name and my fame and take away shame because I'm the leader of the game and I'm coming to this region with the name that's above every name above every name above every situation above every nation above every transformation of every change I'm coming back to establish my name in this region in sound and in song and the sound will blast from generations all day long and it's going to be a change you're going to see it. You're going to hear about it. No, it won't be <laughs> on Fox or CNN. But the demons will know that is for them the end. And you're going to see in this region revival come. And spirit flow. Because I'm going to make this place a place called go. Watch what I do in these months ahead because the power of God will raise the dead <laughs> watch it watch it for every soul <laughs> that's been murdered on murderer's row God says I'm going to be a, begin to bring a thousand to replace them and you'll know Get ready to see so many people saved, it's going to blow your minds. I'm telling you. Just lift up your hands. Just lift up your hands tonight. And say this with me. It's very simple. Lord, we receive what you're saying. And this time we're going to say it a little bit louder. Lord. We receive what you're saying. <laughs> One more time. Lord, we receive what you're saying. In Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Give God some praise here tonight. Amen. So before we get out of here, because we're about to release you here because we want you to come back. And I want to tell you, don't miss one minute of what God's doing here this weekend. But I want you to make this prophetic declaration tonight. Did you hear that word? Did you hear, did you hear the word? Now I want you to say something with my faith. God, God is, up is up to something, to something 
bigger than you could imagine. Eye has not seen and ear hasn't heard. But God has prepared for those that love Him. So what you got to do tonight, if you're married, tell your spouse, God is up to something big. If you, if you have children, get in the car and make an announcement to your children, God is up to something big. If you're single and you're driving home, make an announcement to yourself. God is up to something big. When everybody here tonight goes home, make an announcement in your house. God is up to something big. You need to do, if you have sickness in your body, then make a declaration to your body and say, body, God is up to something big. Some of you need to pull out your purse and put your mouth in your purse. Put your mouth on your wallet and make an announcement. God is up to something big. I'm telling you, we need to begin to speak the word of the Lord. You believe it in your heart, now speak it with your mouth one more time. God is up to something big.